All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football Week 13 regular season finale podcast brought to you by the kind gentleman at Red Triangle Sports. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski, the Denver Desert Dog. One more week of this nonsense for me. Um, also, one more week of this nonsense for Eddie Mitchum from the Steel Curtain. How you doing, Ed? Yeah, yeah, it's NBA season, so yeah, it's time. You don't have one more week of this nonsense. You're in for the long haul. Hopefully, I have another month. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here. Hopefully, this is just the beginning. Happy to have you back from uh, your one week hiatus. Just to let you know, also written in your contract is that if you're in the playoffs, you must depend on playoff podcasts. <laughs> so you're on the hook for three more of these at least. <laughs> so don't try and get out of it me and Ed well we have the right to get out if we want although I'm pretty sure that if I wasn't doing a pod, the podcast I don't think it would get done so yeah there's no shot I guess it's written in my contract that I gotta be here too <laughs> and yeah, I think Kane's gonna work that microphone you're out of your mind <laughs> Ed nothing's written in your contract except coming up with the best NBA lineup every night so this doesn't happen so I'm feeling that shout out to Sure. Sure hopped on the NBA nightly $2 contest with us. We now got a four-man game going every night. Um, beginner's luck last night, Brandon. We're going to take you down tonight. And we're still open for more players if anybody's looking to donate $2 towards uh, the Emmett and Jonah Diaper Fund. So, <laughs> um, All right, Shane, let's kick it off with some trivia here. Well, I just found one that I kind of like, so I have two questions for you tonight. I'm going to go with one that's not fantasy-related first. Actually found it in the Reading Eagle today. Um, liked it. So Great newspaper. Thought I'd ask you guys. Um, figure we'll go. It is the top ten active NFL leaders for games played. So. You want to go first? Top ten active NFL players, games played. I don't have a prayer. <laughs> it's, it's not as hard as you think. All right. But I, I, I enjoyed it. Tom Brady is number five. 232 games. Um, wow. Let me think about this for a second here. Wow. Wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for all of this. <laughs> Brady was a good guess. Larry Fitzgerald. Not on the list. <laughs> Take it home, Ed. Nine years, one more. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is seven. Two hundred and twenty-eight games. Carson Palmer. Not on the list, actually. Really? Yeah, injuries kind of. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Kurt Palmer. I think you guys are thinking into it a little bit too much. Who plays a lot of games and doesn't get hurt? Eli Manning. He's not on the list either. What about Sebastian Janikowski? Sebastian is number four. He's 263. Dogs off, off and running early, man. <laughs> you trying to tell me it's all kickers like Vinatieri? Vinatieri's number one by a long shot. 317. 
a great question. That's, that's what I was intrigued with the trivia over the last couple of weeks. You did this. <laughs> Jason Witten. Jason Witten is number eight, 218. Does Phil Dawson still play somewhere? Yeah, Phil he's... Dawson's number two. <laughs> 274. I had no idea he was old. I would have guessed he was about 30. He's 110. <laughs> I wonder how his hip still swings his leg like that. Oh, man. How many do we have left? There's four left. Only one of them is still a kicker, and he's not actually a field goal kicker. So. He's a punter. That sounds terrible. I don't know any of those guys. Um, Taken in the same draft as Seabass. Oh, that helps. I, could, I couldn't tell you the last punter drafted, let alone the one that was drafted the same year as Jason Allen. By the same team. <laughs> the Raiders. Well, Charles Woodson's not active anymore. Um, He's also not a punter. <laughs> oh, the punter. Oh. Oh. I didn't know that that's what you were referencing. It's not Shane Leckler, is it? It is Shane Leckler. He's number right. two. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't know if he still played or not. Yeah, he's on the Texans, I think. Couldn't tell you. No, he's not on the Texans. I don't know where he is. Um, Three left, huh? How about Antonio Gates? Not on there, surprising. Not on there. Oh, I can't think of it. Terrence Newman. Not on there. Is uh, Joe Thomas on there? He's not. He's... Right. One of your favorite players is, though, Kaz. One of my favorite players. What about Dwight Freeney? Dwight Freeney's number 10. Good guess. Is that the guy? No. Oh. 204. I like Dwight. One of my favorite players. One of your favorite players, and the other one was a standout college basketball and football player. Julius Peppers. Very good. Peppers is six. 229. And then this last one, one of your favorites. <laughs> is he really one of my favorites? He is. You, you always Anquan, make... Anquan Bolden? Nope. Always making a Hall of Fame case for him. Oh, Phil. No. No. Not Phil Rivers? Steve Smith Sr.? Steve Smith Sr., number 9. 214. Obviously, you guys didn't like that question as much as I did. So I, I don't... Have, am I the guy that makes the case for Steve Smith being in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, you've made that no. case to me before. I don't think he belongs, but... I, th- I don't think he belongs in there, but I think he will get in. So. Alright, well, we'll go to a, a more... Actually, not a fantasy question, but it's... Uh, I like this one as well. Um, there are Great. 15 quarterbacks in the NFL active that have at least 50 wins. Can you name them? Well, Tom Brady just got his 200th, so I'll take that one. That's correct. Take Drew Brees. He's second, 135. Eli Manning. Eli is fourth at 113. Big Ben. Third. And one third. Phil Rivers. He's fifth. Duck top five. One on one. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is sixth at ninety two. Matt Stafford. Stafford's not on there. Only forty nine. That's stupid. He's Stop. That's ridiculous. How about that? Stafford forty nine and fifty seven as a starter. That's ridiculous. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is number ten. Eighty wins. 
Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is number 12. 69 wins. What are you shooting for? Top what? 15. 15. Joe Flacco. Flacco's number 7. 91 wins. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is number 9. 82 wins. Carson Palmer. Palmer's number eight. 87. Right best, buddy. I think how many we got left? <clears throat> there are three left. I feel there like four left. this may be a bad guess, but I'm going to throw it out there. I think Cam has 50 wins. Cam's number 15. He has 52. Yikes. We're tied, tied for 14th. Sorry. Got to be a couple backups on this list, you would think. Can't think of any backups that might have there. I don't think Hasselbeck's still holding the clipboard. No, he's not. I said I don't think he is. No, he's on ESPN. He's on countdown. Both of them are on? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Try to not watch ESPN as much as possible. I thought that was his brother. Isn't that Tim Hasselbeck? I think they're both on some kind of show. <clears throat> um, wow. Oh. Wow. Can I say it? Alex Smith? Alex Smith's number 11. Uh, yeah, I thought him 77 wins. Two left. Two left? Two left. What spots are left, you know? Uh, 13 and also tied with 14. <clears throat> I cannot believe Matt Stafford doesn't have 50 wins. throw the last one out there, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's mm -hmm. tied for 14. He has 52 as well. Now as a toss-up, obviously Brady has the highest winning percentage. Can you name the guy that has the second highest winning percentage and the guy on that list that has the lowest winning percentage? I think Russell Wilson has the second highest winning percentage. He does. 7-12. Pretty good. And the second lowest, you said? Who has the lowest, has the lowest. on that list? I'd have to. I was just gonna say Cutler too. Cutler, sixty-nine and seventy-two, under five hundred. <laughs> he starter. sucks. He's terrible. I mean, talk about one of the worst signings contracts. Yeah, Jay Cutler, only guy on the list that's not above five hundred. Yep, and someone will probably give him a contract again <laughs> this year. So, all right, since we're done trivia now, how'd you feel about those trivia questions, Eddie? Second one was alright. First all right. one. <clears throat> I come to you. <laughs> Alright, 
not a whole lot to talk about. Waiver wire was unexciting, as it usually is at this time of the year. But last week um, was a little interesting, and I wanted to talk about two acquisitions in general. Um, what do you guys think about Storms adding Eddie Lacy and C.J. Anderson for one dollar each? I didn't know that happened. I'm so tuned out. Eddie Lacy and who? C.J. Anderson. I did see that. Um, they were interesting pickups. Um, Eddie Lacy won. Not in. I'm not in. Um, I was actually thinking about that today. It's weird that you brought that up. How he's just not good at football anymore. Um, he went from being two years ago a lock as a top five pick in the in fantasy drafts, and now he's not even even when he's healthy, he's not good. Um, so I'm out on Lacey, even as, even at a dollar keeper. Um, it's just too risky for me. I feel like that's just weird saying because it's a dollar, but he's just, we've seen the last two years he's just not effective. Um, CJ for me could be a, could be an interesting pickup. That that one could be definitely keeper worthy. I know the Storms were were trying to find some keeper options, and I, I think he could definitely be the guy. We've seen Devontae Booker's probably not gonna be the guy. He's not as good as everyone thought. Um, and they, they did make an investment in CJ at, before the year. So when he comes back, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to get his starting gig back. And he's certainly the number one guy in Denver on a team that – in a place where they like to run the ball. So I, I think Anderson could be, a, could be a nice $1 option. It's interesting because I actually thought Lacey was the better of the two. Um you know, he burned me this year, obviously, but he's going to get a fresh start somewhere else. He's not going to be in Green Bay next year. So, um, depending on the situation he ends up in, I, uh, I think that we could see some that maybe uh, brings his value back a little bit, especially at a dollar. Anderson, um, he's 10 games every year. I mean, it's, he's just getting that injury-prone tag. And uh, I know Denver gave him a contract, but I'm not sure that that contract means anything. We'll see if it actually happens, if he actually stays there. So, But I thought they were both good pickups for where they're at. Um, I just like the Lacey one a little better. Yeah, I'll take Shane's side of it. Um, kind of more because of everything what you're saying. Um, I think that that team's going to be different next year. I think if they get in the quarterback market someone talked about the Tony Romo possibility um, I think anything that comes along in the quarterback position is going to help him um, but like you said there is the health question marks but there's there, there's that there with Lacey too um, so I'll take the CJ Anderson side of it but definitely both intriguing um, I like the idea of throwing guys on your IR that are potential keepers I spent the whole last three or four weeks of the season last year doing that I was able to move uh, Josh Gordon, which I did that with for a couple bucks, so you never know what might happen. It's definitely worth doing. I think I, I don't, I don't know what the difference is, but I gotta feel like Anderson's what three years younger, at least. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know the age of both those guys, but I, I just feel like Eddie Lacy might be at the point. Of, I mean, I'd like to believe in a comeback story for him getting a fresh start, but I, I just feel like you hit a certain age at running back. If you have, if you stop being productive, it's really hard to come back and be. There's yeah, a, there's not a, not a whole lot of guys that 
are productive past the age of 27. Yeah, you don't see a lot of running backs have success on their second team in their second contract. Yeah. Um, so I think both of them are probably going to flame out here rather quickly. But it's a coin flip. I still think Hopkins is probably the best keeper option for the Stormers brothers. And uh, Mark Ingram's got a little resurgence here in the last couple of weeks. So I know how Eddie feels about those two guys, but I'd still be interested in those two in terms of talent compared to Lacey and uh, CJ. So, All right, let's get into the Week 13 matchups. A lot on the table here this week um, for a lot of guys. Shane did a good job detailing that in his piece that went out. Um, I think it was Tuesday morning. Thanks for doing that. Uh, forgot about that with me not being in the playoffs and <laughs> focusing on NBA. And you're right, you did miss your Week 12 deadline, so uh, you will receive a fine. I'm not sure what that fine is. but Is that $5 draft cash? Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe 10 um, <laughs> I'll have to talk to the rest of the guys on the committee. <laughs> Start off with the Bull Eagles and the Steel Curtain, because this game means nothing. Two of my favorite guys in the league, just duking it out for bragging rights here in Week 13. Um, for the Curtain, Rob Kelly at Arizona, or Thomas Rawls versus Carolina? Who do you think has a better week? <clears throat> if anybody cares. <laughs> Man, I'd like to say Rawls, but I think Arizona is a lot worse than we thought. <laughs> yeah. And usually if Arizona at home, I'm all over them, but I just think they're not very good, and I'm going to go Kelly. I feel like Arizona's quit. I feel yep. like they've given up on the year, and I'm going to go with Rob Kelly, too. Almost had him in my FanDuel lineup for this week, but um, didn't think it was that good of a play, so. I think Kelly's a better game. I don't think Rawls is good. I don't think he's good at football. So that's uh, kind of where I stand on him. Bull Weevils. Question for them. Is Allen Robinson the keeper that Bull thinks he is? Because I'm not sure. But um, he's clearly, Bull's made it known that he's the centerpiece of his franchise. So what do you guys think about Allen Robinson? centerpiece of what Jacksonville does going forward than Allen Robinson. Um, it's a year that really wanted to see Allen Robinson take that next step and jump into that top tier, and he's really gone backwards. Um, Jacksonville's pretty bad, but and that was the whole narrative. We didn't know if he'd take that next step because he wouldn't have the garbage time because we thought they'd be better. Not better, and he's not getting the garbage time that he got last, last season. It's just not good. Um, so I'm kind of down on him. On this squad, he is a keeper. Um, I don't know that he's the top-tier keeper that we all thought last year. Um, he's certainly not one of the best keepers in the league, I think, as we've all touted him at this point last season. Um, but he's still a keeper. Got him at a nice price. So, was it 9 bucks? Yeah, it'll be 12 bucks, 12 bucks next, next year. year. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong getting someone that's pretty much going to be a wide receiver, too, for you at nine or $12. So... 
certainly a keeper. It's just not you're not getting that second round value player that we probably thought you were getting last year. You're more probably getting like a fourth round, fifth round guy in, in drafts next season. Um, just quick question, one word answer. Would you rather have Robinson or Keenan Allen next year? Keenan. Keenan. I think. Me too. Alright, and I think we all agree that Pryor is probably the guy that he has to keep, and then he's got to decide between the other two just because of <laughs> price. Who wins this week, Weevils or Curtin? Who cares? <laughs> You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? <laughs> I'll, no. take, I'll take who cares as well. <laughs> no, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be the Weevils, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. You still don't care, Ed? No, I still don't care. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the Dogs versus the Wolves. Um, I guess this game has maybe the least playoff impact out of all of them. I mean, Phil wins and he's in, I think. Unless Papa Cos wins, right? Phil needs a win and a sure loss to get in. Or a win and a Patriots <clears throat> loss and he has to outscore the Pats. But I think like, it's like 13 points. Okay. His deficit. So Phil's up against it maybe more than anybody else in the league to get in the playoffs. Um, question for Phil's team. Are we excited about Sammy Watkins again after seeing him back last week uh, with a decent effort? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Just more because I own him in another league. I didn't draft him. I scooped him up off the, the wire about three weeks ago just waiting to see if I could use him in playoff time. So, yeah, I'm intrigued by it. Um, <clears throat> to see a little more going forward before I get him in, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, Watkins, I think he gets in the end zone this week. Um, showed that he still has the big play potential. He looked like he was pretty healthy. Didn't play a whole lot. He only played about half the snaps, but he probably get a little more usage rate this week. And I think he can pass on Oakland a little bit. I think I think Buffalo might be a team to watch this week. I think they win that game, actually. So Going west. Going west. I think Buffalo is going to surprise some people this week. Um, that being said, I think Watkins has to score for them to do that. Um, Make a big play somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you got to look the Taylor to Watkins connection then for uh, Phil this week. Question for the dogs. If uh, CJ Procise turns out to not be the guy in Seattle next year, is Tyreek Hill a keeper candidate for me next year? I hate that I even have to ask that question. But looking at my roster, it's got to be asked. I mean, obviously Gurley is going to be your... Keeper, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, you know, stick with him. Yeah. We watched. We watched him play. Um. Dude, he can play. He's got guy, some skills. Guy's got some talent. That's yeah. for sure. Um, that was like the first time I got to see him live action, <clears throat> and he's quick. He's fast. Um, they certainly used him a lot. Um, obviously he's cheap. I don't really see a whole lot of better options for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he is. Really? Yeah, I mean, with your roster, I think you have to consider. What do you know? What do you know about him from college, Ed? Because I heard on another podcast this week that basically he probably would have been a top two round pick if he wasn't one of the worst human beings in the world and beat the absolute crap out of his pregnant girlfriend. So. I, I don't know anything about the dude. I don't even know who he is. Okay, he went to Texas A&M. Apparently, he's a real was a talent and. 
uh, college. That's why I didn't, you're more of the college guy. I didn't know if you knew anything about him. Nah, I try not to watch that conference. All right, who wins? Dogs versus Wolves before we get into this nonsense. Wolves get it done? Uh, dogs in the upset. Why not? <laughs> the acquisitions of Anquan Bolden, Taylor Gabriel, Will Lutz, and the Oakland defense carry me to a victory this week. All right, next game we'll go to Ice Cream versus Franchise. Um, Ice Cream's got their spot locked up in the playoffs. Just now depends if they're the one or the three seed. So this game also not a whole lot of playoff impact um, because the franchise are obviously out, but it still is important for Spears. Let's talk about Spears first. His big trade deadline acquisition was Brandon Cooks. You guys worried about Cooks after the no-target performance last week um, for the Saints. Who's he behind I mean, other than Thomas? Um, I don't know. I, I just heard it. Sneeb was out a couple weeks. So. What's that? I said Sneeb was out a couple weeks, and so that's why I was curious. Yeah, I don't know. I heard that, though. Okay. Um, yeah, he's come out and said he's disgruntled with his position in the offense, but I think I think that's what he is. He's a big play guy. Um, I don't think he's as polished as a route runner. He's small. So I think... I feel like this is just kind of the player Cooks is. I mean, he, he's a little, got a little boom and bust in him. Um, he's not a... I don't think he's a guy that's going to go out there and get you consistently seven, eight catches every week. He's not, he's not that kind of player. I feel like he, he has more big play potential than he has consistent potential. So, seven I'm not... catches would be a lot. Huh? I, I said 70, 78 catches would be a lot. Seven or eight, Ed. You're a dick. Um, with that being said, I like Cooks this week. <laughs> I like Cooks this week. I think he bounces back and puts puts together a nice effort. So, oh. yeah, I like Cooks this week too. I think he has a nice game against the Lions. But uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really worried about him. I think last week was weird. They started to pull out some trick plays at the end of that game to really stick it to Greg Williams. Uh, but Michael Thomas is clearly the more conventional receiver, as you guys were talking about in terms of consistency. Um, but I think Cooks, the big plays, still make him uh, pretty dangerous here on Spears' team. Let's move over to the franchise. Eddie, you talked about this guy briefly, um, and it doesn't look like they've set their lineup yet because Mariota's still on there on a bye. Devontae Parker's probably out. If they move Devontae Parker out, they probably will go with Marquise Lee against Denver. Um, is Marquise Lee a viable option this week against Denver? Uh, I suppose in this lineup, he has to be. Um, 
So to say that he's a true viable option, I would say no. Um, he's been getting it done, but no one's targeting Denver when they're making their lineups. It's weird because Cher played Tyree Kill last week. <laughs> sure did. No pun intended. <laughs> um, yes, he is. I'm going to say. I have a weird feeling that Jacksonville is going to be able to score this week. Um, not expecting him to put up huge numbers, but he's been getting getting a lot more looks lately. I mean, he's only he's caught four passes each of the last four games, so I mean, they're, they're making an effort to get him involved in the game. Um, I don't think he puts up big numbers, but he could be. he's a flex play for me. All right, everyone give us the ice cream one in this one. Storms, get your lineup in there, buddy. I need a win out of you. Who wins? Yeah. I think he's probably going to leave his lineup unset for all the smack you talked about him this year. Um, <laughs> all right. Next game, we're going to talk about... Uh, I guess we don't pick. I'll take ice cream. Yeah, I said it. We all good with the ice cream winning this week. Uh, my bad. It's because you were yelling at Storms about his lineup. Stay on, stay on the script here. <laughs> Clan versus Power. Uh, this game, playoff impact. Clan wins. He's in, right? Yeah, so all the, all the guys atop the Elway, all the 7-5, all they need is a win to get in. They're pretty much all, Clan and uh, Hammer are both pretty much in just because of their points, but a win guarantees it. So. All right, so let's start off with the Clan. Uh, real simple question, is Cap back? purposes um started six games this year and has over 50 yards rushing in four of them so if you can get that your quarterback i mean that's that's what you're looking for that's cam newton kind of stuff so you're looking for if you can get a quarterback to put up an extra five points for you on the ground obviously a startable quarterback yeah uh, he's looked pretty well in terms of fantasy uh eddie kind of touched on this i think his I think he's still maybe related to Chip Kelly in terms of that offense, but is Chip going to be back next year? Is he going to maybe bolt for Eugene, Oregon? What do you think? Makes it interesting. What the hell? What? I think he'll be back. I don't think they're going to can him. I don't think he's going to. I thought he might leave. I don't think he gets fired. Um, they're going to give him one more year, I think. Seems to be kind of the staple. They're going to give him one more. Um, but it is interesting with Helfer getting fired. Got to be in his head that he wants to go back there and, and do some things in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Especially in that Pac-12. Is it Pac-12 now? Yeah. yeah. Especially in the Pac-12 where nobody plays defense. Question for the power. Um where will Lamar Miller rank preseason next year? How do you guys feel about Lamar Miller going into next year? Gotta still feel like he's going to be a preseason top 10 running back, right? 
just in terms of volume. Yeah, he has to be. Um, be a top ten running back for sure. It's gonna for me. It, it all depends on what they do with the quarterback position. Um, if they can get a quarterback in there that that can be serviceable, um, his value is obviously gonna rise. Um, if Osweiler's still there, I, I think it's much of the same. They're going to give him a heavy workload, and defenses know it. So, I mean, you, you like the workload. You like the fact that he's going to touch the ball a lot. But if you don't have a quarterback that can open up the field for you in the passing game, his limit, his value is going to be limited. It makes him not a number, the number one that we thought he was going to be. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I agree with the quarterback talk. Um, yeah, I think I think he'll be better next year. I think that, like, I think you said they're going to bring in a new quarterback most likely. Uh, definitely will help him, and they're not going to bring in another running back to compete with him. So, nope. I think in terms... I'm just, I'm just, I'm well, just not sure he's good. Like, are you sure he's good? Yeah, I'm sure he's good. Yeah, I think he's good. Right. I'm not sure this team is good. Because he's done, he did a lot in Miami the last couple of years. He just didn't have the volume um, that he's had here, and Miami wasn't that great either. But I actually think Houston's a really good team. They just need a quarterback. I think if they had a quarterback that was good, this could be a. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah. So that's why I don't think they're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they had a quarterback that was even above average, I feel like they're a nine-win team right now. You'd be better off putting JJ Watt at quarterback. Um, who wins? Who wins this one? Clan or the power? Clan. Um, clan. Take the clan as well. Um, side note, Anthony, thank you for changing your team logo from the guy with the white hood on <laughs> to the Dallas Star. <laughs> so thanks for uh, just <laughs> making your team have a little more character. <laughs> That was a little questionable there. Thanks for being a better person. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Park versus T-Bag. Next game. Sure needs this one. Stein needs this one if he wants to keep pace with Spears in case Spears were to lose. Um, Otherwise, you know, Spears wins. You don't really need this one, Shane. You're locked into the three seed. Uh, We'll start off with abusement. Park. Shane. How big of a game will Drew Brees have this week? It's going to be huge. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be bad news for me. That's for sure. Um, pretty sure there's going to be a lot of Breeze Daily plays this week. Um, yeah, but I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a big matchup for me. I'm going to touch them back on what you said. I think it is important for me to win because Schur's lineup is really good. Um, so if I can knock him out of the playoffs, I think that helps just about everyone who's, who does get in. Um, there's no arguing that, obviously, he's second in the league in scoring. And you take a look at his team, the, the big-time players that he has with uh, Johnson, Beckham, Breeze. I mean, the list goes on. Gronk. Gronk well, obviously, Gronk's out now, so yeah. that helps everyone. But just the big scoring potential that sure has, if I, if I can knock him out of the playoffs, that's a bonus. So um, clearly, I clearly want to get a win this week. Um, but back to the question, yeah, Breeze is going to put up big numbers. I feel like that's that game's got 41-38 written all over it. 
Ed, you excited about Drew Brees this week? Is he going to be in your daily lineup? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Could be a shootout. 41-38. <laughs> what do you guys think about Stafford on the other side of that, though? Love Same it. thing? <laughs> Love it. Love it. There's going to be balls flying in the air a lot, I feel like, in that game. So, um, I feel like in our 12-team daily, there's going to be at least probably 9, 10 Stafford Brees plays. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm not yet, but you guys are making me think I should be. Um, <clears throat> I was going to ride. Do you like that? Okay. He's, uh, but we'll see. Um, I haven't finalized my lineup yet. Question for Shane's team. Is Jay Ajayi still a safe player? Are we getting a little concerned about uh, the man in Miami? sure he makes my lineup this week to be honest with you um obviously consider taking him out baltimore's run d is probably is the best in the league i believe um so i'm not really sure uh, i've tinkered with going some different routes i don't know who i want to throw in there though i don't love most of my other matchups i guess kelvin probably gets the, the call up if uh, if anyone <laughs> um but i told you a couple weeks ago i was worried about Jai. um didn't really trust him Kind of why I wanted to go after McCoy. Didn't, didn't get in on that race. Um, didn't win that one, so kind of stuck with what I got now. So I've got to hope that he turns it around here. Um, <clears throat> not really worried about the Jets matchup so much. Ed did do well against them in week, what was it, week 10, somewhere around week 9. Um, put up some nice game. Obviously, you talked about the offensive line was healthy then. So the, the good news about him is the volume. Um, they're still giving him the ball over 15 times a game. So if they're going to give him give him the ball that many times, give him that many opportunities, he, he's worth playing. So Yeah, I, I think he's worth playing just on the touches alone, like you said. Side question for you on the trade deadline, since I don't think you were here last week. Were you even awake for the trade deadline? Did you try to do anything? I did try to do, do some stuff. Um, I was in on talking to Bull about McCoy. Um, I told him, I, he told me that he was in talks with Spears. I said, if that falls through, let me know. Um, had a brief conversation, said, what do you want from McCoy? He said, who do you have as keepers? I told him he could have Ajayi, I think said Sanders or Edelman. And he didn't message me back. Um, and McCoy was gone in the morning. <laughs> um, talked to Phil. I obviously wanted Jordan Reed. Um, Phil told me to tell him his playoff chances. I said I wouldn't do that. <laughs> we, those talks kind of stalled. I was also in with Ed. On the, the Robert Kelly and Jordan Howard talks, um, I missed out there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of swings and misses. <laughs> a bunch of swings and misses, yeah. But that being said, I, I like I still like my roster, so it wasn't like I felt like I needed to make a move. Um, yeah. I still like what I'm throwing out there every week. 
I felt like you of all the teams didn't need to make a move more than anyone. Yeah, I felt like I didn't. I felt like I needed a running back. That was it. Um, that was kind of what I needed. Um, running back, tight end were my two areas of need. So I, I kind of tried to address those. But if I didn't get them, I wasn't going to be displeased. Um, kind of excited about going into the draft with a little more cash next week. So, or next year, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we'll see. I still think I have a pretty nice roster, and. It's going to depend on if I can find a, my running back, my RB2, RB3 areas, can put some numbers up for me. All right, who wins this one? Go Homers versus Park. that close I think the park are going to put up a huge huge week uh, I've already talked for sure about it said I was trying to jinx them but these matchups are are just gold uh, I think sure puts up 150 so uh, yeah I'll take the abusement park too um, side question for the park I obviously just called them the abusement park but it's a play on an amusement park is it the abusement park or is it the abusement park <laughs> I'm going to go with abusement. It's abusement. What do you think it is, Ed? Abuse. Uh, abuse. <laughs> abuse or abuse. Is it a Z? Or is it a Z or, or is it an S? Is it a soft S or? Ed doesn't care. I'm a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> See me do math too, buddy. Um, <laughs> Alright, Hammer. Hammer versus Patriots. This is the big one. Um, my dad's been playing fantasy football for, I want to say, maybe seven years, six years. He's never missed the playoffs in any league he's ever played in. Um, if he doesn't beat the Hammer this week, there's a good chance he's out. So, this is a big one for him. He already told Stein he's out of the family if he loses the Shore this week. <laughs> so, uh, you got that hanging over your head this week, too. <laughs> but uh, let's start off with the matchup here. Is Butler the league favorite now that he has LaShawn McCoy? Well, adding McCoy was pretty big for that team. Yeah, he's got Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Miami. I don't know if it makes him the favorite, but we talked about it. It makes him a lot better. Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, still Spears. Spears has the best starting lineup in the league. Um, barring injuries, Spears has the best team right now. Um, still not confident in Mike Wallace. Still not Fully confident in uh, Latavius Murray or Jason Witten. So Spears has a better overall lineup. And Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league, I believe, right now. Really? Best fantasy quarterback. Fantasy quarterback. Yeah. All right. Um, just because they don't have a running game, yeah. so he's chucking it all over. Um, I'm not sure it's Spears, though, either. I mean, I think you and Schur and Spears are all right <coughs> next to each other. It's not. It's probably not Butler, but I think he's the best team in that division. 
I, I, um, yeah, I think that he's the best team in that division. But you're going you're gonna to catch him on a bad week because of the guys that you named. He needs all three of those guys to play well together. Um, I'm not sure who the favorite is. I'm going to wait to say who the favorite is after this week. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you guys who's going to win it. Okay. Just like I predicted I would win it last year. <laughs> so. As did I. <laughs> all right. Uh, Patriots, you guys excited about Doug Martin this week at San Diego? I feel like this is a pretty good matchup for him. I don't know what you guys think. I'm not, I wasn't necessarily, I think there's going to be points in this game, and I think they're going to have to focus their efforts on Evans. That that was more my thought. I know San Diego's yeah. underrated. I'll agree with that. They're over 20, 20 carries the last two weeks, so I think the volume's definitely going to be there. Um, on the road, you think they're going to run the ball and establish it early, so yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with them. Yeah, Martin has a nice week. I don't think it's a huge week, but I think he has a, a decent week. Maybe like 75 yards on a score. Yeah, I think he's a good bet to get in the end zone. Um, I like Doug this week. I think Doug's a good play. I think he's going to be in my FanDuel lineup. So, give you guys a little preview of what you're going to be going up against here from Cosboys. All right, who wins? This is a big one. Hammer, Patriots. Who you guys got winning? I know. I think Shane has picked the Patriots every single week. So <laughs> I usually do pick the Patriots. I think I've I've only faded them maybe once or twice all season. Maybe in the past couple seasons. Um. That being said, I think I'm gonna go with the Patriots. <laughs> Zeke touchdown. I think the Patriots get it done. Yeah, I think. Is he gonna have a goose egg? He very well could. This one's tight. Um, I think Julio Jones and Travis Kelsey have huge games though this week. And Stafford, obviously, we talked about. I feel like Blunt could run a little wild too this week. Um, I'll take the Patriots just because I don't want to answer to my dad tomorrow if I don't. So take the Patriots to win. All right, what do you think? You guys want to do bold predictions? We didn't do them last week. Completely forgot about them. Not yeah. really. <laughs> we do need to get a two-for-one, though. We didn't get a two-for-one last week. That was super disappointing. I don't think there's anything we need to be bold about at this point in the season. Eddie, give us the two-for-one, and then let's watch some NBA. Yeah, What? All right, I'll it get... sounds like Shane has sounds like Shane has Jacksonville from what I heard. Buffalo. And Buffalo. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, I'm intrigued by um Tampa Bay at San Diego. I thought Tampa Bay made a big step last week. Um, what they did against Seattle. I think that defense has come a long way. So I like that one. Right now, they have, well, there's a couple, 
know Chicago's bad. Yeah. Gonna get their second win. I agree with that. They're playing for a draft pick there, right? Didn't two were no. Well, this is behind the Browns. Yeah. Browns are gonna get another shot at a franchise quarterback this year in the draft. Which one are they gonna go with, Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Yeah, I think they have another turnover machine. I don't know. Who's the other guy? Gotta go with Jonathan Allen, right? That guy's a freak. Where's he from? Alabama. Oh. He's not a quarterback, though. Defensive end. Oh, all right. What about the dude from A&M, Miles Garrett? You see that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. They're not going to be good in Cleveland, so it doesn't matter. All right. Um... Last question for everybody. Who will be the six playoff teams when it's all said and done? Uh, I think it's pretty clear that the six that are in right now. Uh, it's going to be three from each division. Uh, ice Cream, Teabag, Buston Park. Um, Patriots, Clan, Hammer. I think the Wolves miss out. I think the Wolves miss out. Uh, Phil got, <clears throat> got a nice win last week to keep things interesting here for week 13, but I think... Uh, I think he gets a win this week, but just not going to be enough. Uh, those have been the six best teams all year. I think that would be the yeah the best thing to do. So, we'll see what happens. We'll be previewing uh, the quarterfinal round next week. Uh, two teams will have the much-needed bye, and we'll talk about the other four next week. And we'll come up with something else to talk about for us six scrubs in the bottom half of the league. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, Eddie. Shane, thanks for joining me. Make sure you guys get your NBA lineups in there. Uh, always a fun time. NBA is a great league. Everyone should everyone should watch. Signing off for Red Triangle Sports, Sons of Fantasy Football League Week 13 podcast. I'm your commish and host, Denver Desert Dog. Talk to you guys later.